And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans from Marknology, your host here on the Startup Hustle. I'm super excited about today's guest, as always, but that's because we always have great guests. Uh, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. I know everyone has software needs out there. If you need anything with software or help assistance, someone to join your team, Fullscale is where it's at. Today's guest, John, uh, introduce yourself. Say hello. Hey, man. Um, thanks for having me, first of all. And I'm super excited. Um, I'm John or Jan, as we say in Germany, and I'm, yeah, we, we, we I don't know, we, we met each other via Instagram, um, you and I, and it's, we have never met uh, or never had the chance really to talk, so super excited to finally get the chance. Yeah, and I'm super excited to talk to you as well. I've been admiring your journey for years, I'll be honest, we connected uh, on Instagram on a big, big trip for me. I hadn't been overseas since I had a lot of traumatic experiences happen in Africa. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister took me to uh, Germany and we drove across Germany to Austria and, and the Czech. And um, it was just like a, a reawakening of my love for travel and mm -hmm. kind of my why. And so, you know, we connected then and I remember um, you were doing fitness training at the time. I think we talked about it being a boot camp and you were you were leaving for Portugal, which I I won't share your whole story, but you were leaving for <laughs> Portugal, and uh, I was just like, what is what is he doing out there? So it's been fun to watch. Um, tell let's tell the audience why why you left Germany and, and what you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it started like for me. It seems like it's the like everyone's story, like the typical like. Um, I, I was fed up with my life. Um, it was, mm -hmm. I worked, so I'm, I am from the health and fitness background and I helped building, uh, like a startup. And I think it's, it's not different than any, any other startup, right? It's just a lot of work. And, um, unfortunately it was also like, like a very toxic environment. And I realized I worked seven days a week and I just basically got up in the morning brushed my teeth, went to work. And I came home after like maybe stopping at the latest open restaurant and just falling, falling to sleep. And it was good because I was super motivated. I saw this as a huge opportunity for me to grow, to um, build something. But at one point I realized like I, I'm not good anymore. And I, I had to go to the cardiologist um, and something was wrong with my heart. Like I felt I couldn't, like it couldn't work out properly anymore. And I was like super, I felt and in like average, I was like, okay. But then when I would work out, it was like 30% below my normal level. And there was no 
obvious reason to that. And so I realized something is not doing well. I, I was not in a good mood very often. And so I decided at one point, I'm like, hey, that's not, it's not good. Like I'm, at the time I was like barely 30. And, and I, I realized that this is not going the right way, right? And I figured that all the money that would be there potentially isn't worth dying at 31 right or like isn't worth risking dying even and um right so i decided to to end that like i i knew already that i would end that and then something very fortunate happened my girlfriend at the time um fell in love with her boss and it was <laughs> in that second a huge bummer obviously um because i was totally not prepared i didn't see that coming and it hit me really hard um but it was the perfect thing because it really came together with this um, other life decision that I made um, to quit my job. And if that would not have happened, I might not have made like that final cut to be like, I'm off. And I realized mm -hmm. I don't want to stay in the place I was. I don't want to get right to the next job. I had a couple of job offers. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave Germany and I'm going to come back when I know what I want to do in life. Like what's the next thing. Right. And I think that's around the time when, when you and I am connected. And so I called my, my best friend. I'm like, Hey man, I'm, 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 I quit my job. <laughs> like, big news. And he's like, Hey, come down to Sri Lanka. Um, I'm on vacation here. And I was like, yeah, I'm, it, like, why not? Right. Like, why would I not go to this place and start my, my travel? Um, if I can pick any place in the world. So I went down there, we met up and I realized like, he's also not happy. I realized like his job is like, he went, like he worked in a really prestigious um, architecture firm, but also same thing. Like he wasn't like fully like feeling, feeling well about it. And I basically, I realized, Hey, we, we have something in common and we, we might going for the same thing. And at the time I realized like, I need to change the perspective, what I'm, why am I working? Why am I doing this? And I basically asked myself the questions like, how would I live if I had all the money in the world? Like, how would I create my life? And I think that is something that from then on kind of like became the thing in my life where I'm like, am I doing the right thing right now? Is it really what I want? And I still have to continuously ask myself that. I, uh, that's beautiful. And, um, I can relate to so much of it. I think anybody that's, um, you know, made a big life change can relate to that. And, you know, this podcast is, uh, for founders by founders. So anyone that's created something out of nothing, you know, we have that community together mm -hmm. and there's something just completely different about that. But, um, you know, I was talking on a podcast earlier today, honestly, and mm -hmm. I was asked, um, what's the best advice you've been giving, given mm -hmm. as a, you know, from a business advice. And I said, it's when to walk away. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I honestly, from the outside, I see sometimes when I see people really struggling or hitting rock bottom, mm -hmm. I honestly get a little bit excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it's not in a morbid way or anything, but I, I'm excited that there's an opportunity around the corner for them if they take it to absolutely change their life, their perspective, their happiness. I, I, I do believe that as someone that went through a divorce, you know, I, yeah. I hit rock bottom and I had just physically moved as well, um, locations. And 
I was at rock bottom and and I lit I legitimately started what I have from from being in debt. I had nothing, you know. I um I, I didn't even have happiness at the time. Mm-hmm. And um I think knowing that's at least the path that I took, I don't think that anyone is really willing to make the changes they need until they feel like they have nothing to lose. Because if they have something, you know, they have that scarcity mindset, um, you know, this relationship or this job or I've spent so much time getting here to abandon it and leave it seems, you know, like um, super scary. And um, but once people have lost those things, you know, a.k.a. hitting rock bottom, whether it's that relationship or that job um, or altogether now. Yeah, they now have the ability to make a massive change. Um, And there's a part of me that I can see that from the outside because I've been through it now. And when I see that happening in others, I get super excited. And one last thing you said was, you know, I still have to evaluate my why daily, you know, or or often. And I think that's, that's the case with me too. There'll, There'll be times that I'm focusing on something so much and you have to, you have to kind of obsess about things sometimes to, to really get anything done. Um, and then, you know, I'll move to the next thing and the next thing as you're, as you're growing. And, and sometimes it's, I need to go back to that thing three things ago, you know, and be like, did I lose focus in what I thought was locked in? And I don't know if that's making sense to anyone listening, but for me, um, without my why, everything else becomes so difficult. Simply getting out of bed and, you know, taking a phone call or handling problems becomes so difficult. Why? Because I'm just, um, I've lost sight of why I'm doing this. And when my when my why is within focus and clear, it's like nothing can phase me. Yeah, and totally that that what you just said. I I think the the problem is a lot of people see from the outside. They see, for example, like a a business, like a small business scaling, and everything is going well, right? But then they don't see that this doesn't always come with more happiness. This doesn't come always with more pleasure or enjoyment and this is something what i mean for me like like i said how would my my life look if i had all the money in the world because my why and this is something i really understand now is my i should not serve my job my job should serve me right like this is the purpose i'm not doing this for my job or for the sake of like having this job it's more like i work so the job serves me in terms of money in terms of um learning in some in terms of like creating a network of people um but as soon as it changes as soon as i serve my job as i serve any like company um it becomes critical again and i think this is something when what you said like if you, you need a certain um determination to like you want to like, you want to grow something you want to you want to be in that and you want to be excited about it and it's very tricky to, for example, if you scale your business, not to get lost in that like day-to-day things like, oh, a little more, a little more, a little more. And then you you look back the next year and like, shit, I'm, I'm back there where I didn't want to go in the first place. You know, like, for example, free time. A lot of people need that. A lot of people want that. And then they, they, they kind of start good. And then they're like, oh, there's another potential job. I'm just going to squeeze this in like Friday, like a Friday afternoon, but then I'm going to take my weekend off. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to present, uh, prepare this presentation for, for Monday. And then like, like half a year later, they look back and they're like, wow, I'm back to seven days. And actually the stuff I kind of like was 
planning on like spending more time with my friends or these kind of things, I already pushed back a little more, a little more. And, and what was my why really? And, and I'm not saying like, there's a lot of people, I, I work a lot, like for me, um, like I, I'm busy a lot. Um, but now with stuff that I feel serve me, um, but this is a thing I really see. And, and this is like a lot of times when you see like companies from the outside, it seems perfect, but it's not, you don't know what's going on inside. And um, yeah, and I think it's a lot, a lot of times what you said, hitting, hitting rock bottom also comes with like the, the freedom of having nothing. Like what I mean is like this minimalist idea of not only getting rid of like like physical stuff right like the stuff that you don't need like you don't need like a freaking big house you don't need two cars sometimes you don't even need one car if you live in a big city there's like there's a lot of freedom not searching for a parking spot for like half an hour every day um right and i like I, when i left germany i took only a handbag like with me like only hand luggage like uh, it's not called handbag right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, it is handbag carry on um, yeah backpack. carry on like it was a like travel backpack and i was like i was living like out of this um like backpack for like three months no no issue at all and it was super you know like you don't need you can wash your t-shirt you can wash your underwear it's no problem you don't need a lot of stuff and um when i came to portugal it was also the same thing i, I didn't need all these things and um i think even relationships, even people that you feel you you need to entertain and you need to meet all the time, um, a lot of people they never question that. They never ask themselves, "Is it like does it serve me? Does, is there any value um, to me? Is it really do I feel better when I meet them? Do they inspire me? These kind of things." And with social media now, now there's a huge problem in like having a lot of people at display. But not having a lot of like positive input, you know, it's a lot of like creating a lot of more work for a lot of people, but less getting from it, taking away from it. Um, and I think this is why I say like always kind of like step back and do I really need to make that next post? Is it really serving me, or is it just like putting more stress on me? And yeah, I, I think it's a constant, constant thing, and I realize realized that there's a downward spiral when you sometimes are too busy to reflect you can't see the problems right that's the freaking thing like it's this constant like i when i worked so much i didn't realize that i was tired like i couldn't like i was constantly sleep deprived but i didn't realize it it, it became my normal i didn't know that i was what i wanted to do because i had no time to reflect on it right like I, i i realized that there was this one one moment where I went to my grandparents' diamond wedding and my my biological dad was there and he saw me the first time for like six months or something. And I had already slept one night like pretty well and I arrived and he's like, just what the fuck? You look like shit. And I was like, I was like, I feel really, <laughs> I feel super rested. Like, what do you mean? Right. And then I, I realized afterwards when I look at pictures, I'm like, oh, wow, that is and but I didn't realize I didn't have the time to reflect on it, and um, I think to create that, like to be at rock bottom, what you say, I totally like totally understand what you mean. Like you you see that chance, you see that potential because you can literally go any direction. 
you can like you can you, if you want to become an artist just if you're rock bottom you can just be create art right if you're a business manager at a company and you tell everyone hey i'm, I'm gonna become an artist you have so much stuff to lose so right yeah. and and it's it's a, people's opinions right so you know for me getting divorced was like the most embarrassing thing i could do i was failing at you know, something I never set out to do, you know, I didn't get married to get divorced. Uh, yeah. And I know that that's common, but that wasn't it, the case for me. I'm not someone that's lost at many things that I've committed to. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was, I have nothing else to prove to anyone or be embarrassed of my pride had already been kind of stepped on, so to speak. And so because of that, it was like, I'll try anything, you know, I'll try anything that without worry about what anyone else thinks. Um, and I, I try to remember often how I felt in those times. Um, because now, you know, as you get status and stature and, you know, those things change and you start caring what people think because you're trying to get different opportunities. And, you know, I think a big thing about social media and anyone that's followed me on Instagram would probably, if they were in marketing, would pick mine apart because I don't post as often as I should or consistently. Um, I try to just post when I have something to say, um, or it's serving me or I feel like I have something a lot of times it's posting for myself. It's a it's a promise or an accountability post or, um, you know, it's almost like that, speak it into existence kind of thing, confidence, validation. Um, I really whenever my business got its own accounts, and I was able to separate myself from my business, um, it really helped me with that and not feeling like I need to create, I need to do this for other people. Um, and, and that was a big win for me because now the consistent posting that needs to happen because this is marketing, like it, it's marketing, right? You know, um, you need to do it to have a business, to have people find you and understand what you're about. You need to story tell. Um, you have to have that, but there's this line. And I think what we're talking about, if I could, you know, put a label on it would be boundaries in, mm-hmm. in, in, in all of the areas of your life. And, um, you know, you have boundaries in business, you have boundaries in your personal life, you have boundaries with your time, you have boundaries with your energy, you know, like, who are you giving it to? Um, I talked about the best business advice I'd given is to walk away. And you could apply that practically being like, walk away from a business deal or something like that. But in, in all areas of life, you know, when do you walk away from a toxic relationship? When do you walk away from a bad job? Um, you know, if you don't have these boundaries set where you're saying, no, this time is dedicated to me and reflection mm-hmm. or meditation or family. Um, I think everyone should kind of look at those different buckets of their life and be like, do I have boundaries set up? Because if you don't, Um, I'm taking this from, from a friend that I follow as well, but she talked about, if you don't have these boundaries specifically as an entrepreneur, your energy is leaking everywhere and it's just, it's flowing into Saturday and Sunday and that extra time you had that you're going to ride a bike or go to that winery or is, oh, that's another opportunity. It's another another person I can meet for coffee, you know, and, 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 and sometimes it's, it's not even for me. Like I do, I, I give up a lot of my time for other people, you know? And so, so then I can justify it in my head being like, well, this isn't even for me. It's for someone else. I'm trying to help someone else. But at the same time, I'm 
in a way I'm betraying my own self by, by, you know, um, going outside the boundaries of what I've promised myself, you know, to protect for time and energy and things like that. And I know I'm still learning that. Um, but I think, you know, so often it's, it's so easy to just justify it's yeah. justification, justification, justification. And we are um, super well trained in that, right? Like, that's the thing. Like we constantly, like, I think also this is like kind of this success idea. And this is, I think huge part you mentioned it earlier is like failing. Um, because we are constantly trying to succeed instead of acknowledging that failing is part of the journey to and like in any, like you said it already, like a divorce, like failing in a relationship. What is not, you know, like usually it's not an issue because if you're not married, you wouldn't call it the same failure, but it's the same problem. It's the same. If you get out of a relationship when you're not married, it's the same, literally the same thing like you two people going different ways but in this case and i totally understand that it's a the the idea especially in society where people look at you and like oh you decided to stay together but it didn't work out and with other people that didn't get married they wouldn't be at a heart that like you know like no one would put as much pressure on but it's the same with the business when you see these great entrepreneurs like elon musk like no one's like oh this guy um failed many times right it's not like he's still one of the greater entrepreneurs um but he also failed a couple of times so if he would have been like if you could see like in in relationships and marriages he went through a couple before he started these successful ones and and i think for me like failing and i talked about this last year in berlin at a um, fitness convention i went there and, and i spoke about stuff like there was not uh, stuff that was not fitness related and i spoke about failing as the engine to success and i was basically saying like my life now and we, we didn't even speak about it but i live now i live on a farm right and i'm a, the biggest city kid you can imagine like i've never had an animal in my life i was like scared to death by dogs at like my whole life i have three horses now three dogs like 18 chickens and six cats and i'm like i'm constantly you know like i'm i'm, I'm juggling like new experiences and failure every day because like my horse got sick and then the vet comes in it's like you know what you're gonna um give your horse an injection and i'm like i'm, I'm not even like i i didn't know what a horse like would do like a couple of years ago and now he's like yeah just and then he gives you this needle and he's like put it between your index and your thumb and then you put it in the neck of the horse and i'm like how do you do that and he's like uh, so you take the back of your hand and then you slap the horse on its neck and it's like a five, like a, a thousand pound animal in right in front of you. And so it's, you slap it like three, four times really hard with the back of your hand to desensibilize the, the neck. And then the last time you turn around your hand and you ram the needle into that neck. <laughs> and I'm wow. just saying, like, if you, if you imagine that, like, if you have never done, like, if you never had animals, if you're not used to that, um it's a lot things it's a lot it's it's a lot it's and, and you you fail constantly right you fail you you make mistakes you make the wrong decisions um but that's the like kind of this steep learning curve and it makes me unbelievably happy um to to do this and i do i think with relationships it's the same like it's the same with human relationships the to learn how to treat friends right like i know i i had a very good mentor in this and he, he told me, 
or he showed me better um, how to how to deal with people, how to like be nice to them in a, in, in certain ways, um, and or show them um, what I feel like in in a, in a good way, like being like, hey, this is a good thing you did, like just um, calling them on a day when I think of them, instead of just being like, oh yeah, I, I know that they know that I like them, you know, like, like this assuming thing. What we quite often we were raised, you're like, yeah. Everyone knows that I like that. <laughs> and so, but I failed. Like I failed a couple of times where I feel like looking back, um, I might not have treated friends as good as I should. And maybe some of my relationships went apart, um, friends or like um, people I really liked or they inspired me because I didn't put in the work or I didn't know how to do it. And, um, but then you learn, you, you get like a better idea what to do because people treat you in a certain way and you're like oh this is i really appreciate that like even fighting you know like the, the and no one knows this better when you're like married or you're in a deep relationship how important it is to fight like in a good way like in a productive way you know like in a um like to deal with these things and i'm <laughs> i i feel like this is not something no one told me this at school like no one taught me like how to how to properly fight <laughs> right like in, and we everyone is insecure everyone has these these problems and we're just left alone and i'm like hey just figure it out on, on, on the go right and and I, I really i really feel that it comes back to the same with the why is like what do i want and i i had this one i mean a lot of people might know this book like seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey um i mean all these books there's like a couple of stuff is good. A couple of stuff might not um, apply to you, but there's one thing is this um, funeral speak uh, speech. When when you think about um, who's going to be at your funeral and what people, what should people say about you? And I I think I wrote this down when it was like mid twenties or early twenties, and I kind of I keep this in my like little wallet with me, and I. Once in a while, when I struggle, I just look at it. I'm like, hey, am I on the right path? Does it Did it change maybe some stuff? My priorities might have changed. But it's kind of like looking back. And then it's not a problem to work seven days a week when I'm still looking at this piece of paper and be like, okay, this is good. Like, I'm, I'm on the right path. And yeah, I feel like this kind of like the failing left and right is fine if you're still on the right track. Because then, you know, like then it doesn't matter. Like, do you fail in a business? It, there will be another one, right? Like most people that start one business have at least in, in the end of their lives, they have a couple. And most people have multiple relationships. And um, I think that's the thing. Like when you're looking at this thing, like, hey, when I die, people look at me and they're like, this, this was this guy. And it matches with my piece of paper. I, I would be fine. Right. Right. I, I think my last Instagram post was was exactly that. And um, I, I hashtag sometimes, but I'm calling this chapter of life the legacy chapter um, because I do feel like, you know, the last five and the next five years or so will be what really define my life. And not that it's over there, but just that these years really matter um, and to live live life intentionally. And everything, you know, I do now will will set the tone for that. And I think that it is okay to change. You know, we talked about, I think, uh, I want to tell a story about, um, I'll call it um, positive confrontation. 
okay, a good fight, right? <laughs> good fight. And uh, my parents are missionaries to Africa. I grew up in Africa. They're like the softest, kindest people. Um, and they didn't ever have confrontation with each other. You know, there wasn't confrontation in the house. If they did it, they did it behind closed doors. Um, and so I really didn't even know that I didn't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. like or com- confront something effectively not fight but confront mm-hmm. something effectively and so but it's a huge huge part of communication and it's a huge part of um you know standing up for yourself it's a huge part of business it's a huge part of, of all kinds of things but one practical example was um i was an e-commerce manager still at a um a small business here in kansas city and um I had been, truthfully, I had been, we had one work from home day in the department and there was, there was 10 of us or so. Um, we were salary and almost the rest of the company was all hourly. Um, but we were IT and marketing and we work after hours. We work, you know, during the holidays a lot. And so um, we were also crushing it at work. Like I know, I mean, every <laughs> quarter, every quarterly meeting, they're like, they had me stand up and they were like, you know, and, you know, Andrew Morgan's. Um, the e-commerce department is crushing it. You know, we, we were like the, the one department there that was growing when everything else was struggling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're getting results. Um, and I was trying to freelance on the side. Um, and that was, you know, I also drove two hours, one hour to work and one hour back home a day. And that was honestly the very, uh, the reason I started looking to be an entrepreneur was I was, I hated two hours of traffic Mm -hmm. and I was just like two hours of traffic times five days a week. That's 10 hours a week that, you know, if I put those 10 hours a week into the gym, I'd be a fitness God, you know, like uh, I just started like thinking about what I could do with those 10 hours. And, you know, I, so we essentially had a, a day on Wednesday that we worked from home and I look forward to it. I loved it. I just loved it because it was the day I didn't have two hours of traffic. It just seemed like my whole world ran better. And I think that is the good part of the pandemic right now is a lot of people are getting to, to taste like um, what their lives could be like if they if they change things or what they don't like about their jobs by working from home. You know, sometimes it's a coworker they don't have to be around. Sometimes it's the yeah. commute, you know, sometimes they're, they're it's boss. They're, they're their boss, right? Boss. Uh, or hopefully you're over it because some of them like their boss, I guess, but, uh, you know, it could be a basement with no windows, which is common for it, you know, and now you get to work with windows. Um, so for me, and long story short, it was, it was just a big, it was a small thing, but a big thing for me. And I knew we were crushing it and we came in one day or it was, it was at night and my boss was, he sent out an email to, to me and the other nine in my department was like, uh, we're not going to be able to have work from home days on Wednesday anymore. Um, some other people in the company, you know, don't understand why they don't have that. And um, <laughs> so we got to take know, it away from you as well. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take it away from you, you know, to make things fair. Right. And uh, they things shouldn't be fair. I'm making them a million dollars, like directly with my, the work I'm doing on Amazon. I knew what I was kind of producing for them. Um, and I was like, it shouldn't, ha- it should be merit-based. Right. And so, um, I sent off an email that I was like, I'm really upset. We're going to need to talk about this to my boss. Mm-hmm. He calls me. I don't answer because I knew I was upset <laughs> in the moment. Right. I was upset. And, uh, 
someone that's always had a hard time communicating. I've had a really hard time mm. communicating in life. And I practice, 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 practice to, um, you know, not hold myself back. But um, I, I get upset because I can't find words in the moment to say what I'm thinking, you know. Um, and so it's that comes out as frustration. So I didn't answer the phone. I said, let's talk in the morning. You know, I'll come in early and we can talk mm. in person. So I just thought about my thoughts. And this was like my first encounter with confrontation that had a successful result, right? And so it really taught me every, like, this was probably seven or eight years ago. And it really taught me a lot going forward that you could have confrontation and it could be something um, that's good. Long story short, I had my list. I went into the boss. I kind of laid out all the reasons why they shouldn't take our work from home day back you know I had a kind of a list and I was, he was like you know blown away a little bit and I was just like you know we're doing and it was just not me but I left that meeting he said okay I'm going to talk to the CEO and, and and get your work from home day back and it, it wasn't just me the whole department got their day back so I was kind of the hero for a while you know um, before you left but I, <laughs> yeah before I left um, but it was um, it was a big moment and I can remember it like it just, I mean, I was shaking in there in the room inside, like I was shaking. I just like standing up for yourself, you know, and um, all the things that kind of go into healthy confrontation. Um, but it taught me so, so, so much. And I think that that's something that a lot of people avoid um, is telling people what they think and why uh, and trying to explain it, taking the time to explain it. And a lot of times that other party will meet you in the middle, um, you yeah, know, if you, if, if you have a good reason. Totally. And I think it's, it's again, like we, we are told, told these things and there's a lot of like strategy behind it. And this is why I can't work in like huge corporations anymore. Like for me, like these, all these, like for me, it's like, it's not healthy and it's not honest. Like the, when people, I think in bigger corporations, there's a lot of strategy to get up the corporate ladder. And a lot of times it's not what people are like, like, like they're a certain type of person. For example, some people are very, um like strong-minded and very like um outspoken and others are not but for the in in this corporation they need to be the same. Be outspoken you know like mm -hmm. they need to and and i think it's not healthy i think this is one of the reasons why people go home and they're like really upset um even though their pay is really good and all these other things their their position in the company is really good right um and i feel this is something where I, like i know when when I don't have to put myself in this position anymore. I don't have to be in like, I don't have to care what other people think because I don't, I don't have to do business with people that don't like who I am. Right? But I, and this is something, mm -hmm. you know, like this is something where, where I feel also this is a luxury that I have. And, but then this is the, the thing when I, when this, what I said, how would let my life look if money wouldn't matter? If if you like imagine like you built this like startup and then you sell it for three hundred million, right? Like this should be enough for most people to kind of like get around. And but then that's the thing: most people are totally. This is the the struggle starts there because they have never thought about this. They have never thought how would I live? Because most people their answer is, a I'm going to travel a lot. But traveling is a like a non non permanent thing, and you still need a day to day life. Travel is super exhausting. Travel is mm -hmm. super exciting, but but it's not it's not your permanent life. You're not going to travel the rest of your life until you're I don't know 85. And so this everyone can travel, 
that's not you don't have to plan that you don't have to mentally prepare to to be in that good position um everyone can party right that's 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 the easy part of life um the tough part is spending like 24 hours on your own when all your friends you want to party with are having like they have to go back to their jobs or they want to go back to their jobs or to their families right and so these idea like i'm gonna buy a yacht and then drink champagne from 10 a.m in the morning um if you ever try that it's it's really tough like even day drinking to most people like it's cool when you're 19 but then if you're like above 25 at one point you're like yeah shit like <laughs> i get yeah. tired and my health declines um, rapidly so what i mean is um how would your life look like day-to-day basis and you see like very successful and rich people like like let's define success in in money um they live very simple lives because they like for them it's the same thing like it's it's the perfect life to them right and and for me for example this is what i thought about i was like a i really like to move i really like to work out but i'm super lazy so when i have to drive 30 minutes to the gym and it's starting the raining and i also can do another email or lay on the couch i might do that instead right like this is the the, the moment so i was like i like to i want to live my healthiest lifestyle I need a gym like so i like this is one thing i needed i like to eat healthy um but i'm not the most creative person um, in the kitchen so i said okay the, if i had all the money in the world i would have people to cook for me healthy like i would be in an environment where it would be healthy food provided and also i really i have a lot of friends um in different countries of the world i like to host people like i like to be inspired by people and there's no better way for me than to have space to host because I lived in big cities and most places in the world right now, like it's, it's, if you live in a bigger city, it's quite expensive. And to have just unlimited space is almost impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you live in New York and be like, oh yeah, sure. I have 10 friends coming over like, and they come over and stay for a week. I don't know anyone who can say that, right? Without being super annoyed. Like they can sleep on your couch, sure. But if you have like, if you're at a certain age, it's, and you have a day to day, it's, it might not be cool, right? So for me, that was super important. So I was like, I need space. I need like weights to, to work out. I need healthy food. And then I realized like nature is super important for me. I realized this while traveling that this like, it calms me down. It's healthy for me. I like to walk barefoot, for example, what is just like, just luxury, like not having to wear shoes if I can. And just sunlight, like being outside is, is great. Um, because I still spend enough time on my laptop, I still, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing emails, these things, but I rather have my like 10 minute break every hour in the sunshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like why not? And then, so I'd like putting these things together and kind of creating this environment where I am healthy, where my, whatever is there serves me would be my perfect day, my perfect life. And then Instead of you made kind it. of like, find, yeah, find like things. <laughs> um, no, but what I meant is like before I thought like, how can I find a job or a business that creates enough money to afford what I want to like the, the way I want to live. And then like, I kind of like switched it around. It was like, how can I live this life? And then from there on find a way to finance or to organize it. So it works for me. Right. And I realized like most of the stuff we think that we need, like that expensive stuff, we don't need like really for like all the stuff I mentioned before, there's nothing really expensive, right? Like a gym, a home gym is like pretty, pretty like easy to get. 
um, healthy food, like vegetables in like, at least here in, in Europe, it's super cheap. Like to, and I think when you live outside a big city, anywhere in the world, usually the vegetables are quite, quite cheap. And, and then there's like company, like, like inspiring people, like they're for free, right there, especially with the internet, like there is no limitations. If you have free internet, you can talk to anyone in the world. And if you're kind and honest, you will be surprised how many great people will come back to you and be like, you know what? I'm like 10 levels above you, but you took the time to kind of like write a nice email. I'm going to answer. And so, so I realized like, Hey, I don't really need that. Like, I don't know, a hundred thousand, 200,000 like dollar income to like get any of this. Like, why would I to have that? You need, you need that to have that life in a big, in a big city or in a different space. You need 200,000 to have a big house, to have room, to have, a home gym to have those like you know be able to have your freedom to walk outside but if you're able to get outside that box of what everybody else is telling you you need to have that and i didn't mean to interrupt you but i um we're talking about the why and so did someone help you like kind of dissect your why or is that something you did internally i think it, it kind of it like the the real like like switch kind of like flipped switch came with that like situation I was in like I, I I mean I read these books right like I read a seven habits I read like four hour work week all these <laughs> like the stuff like a lot of people read I, I like um Simon Sinek um the like to start from why like I read these books but I think the problem is reading something and using it and understanding it is a totally different ballgame, right? Like the, the, everyone can read these books. Everyone can read these. Inst- like how many people read like 10 motivational quotes on Instagram every day and still don't do anything, right? Like, so this is the, this is a huge difference. Like even experiencing the success of some of these things, like trying it and then being like, oh, it really works, makes a huge difference. So for me, I think traveling already like becoming more more and more minimalist really changed a lot so in munich for example i lived in munich and germany for a long time and i had this one kind of thing where it started i left to hong kong for one month because i at the time i wanted to work there and i took all my vacation for that so i left to hong kong one month came back great travel like went southeast asia explored a lot of big cities there and I came back and I'm in this year. I'm like, Hey, I want more. I want more like the travel bug thing, right? You, you come back and you're like, shit, that's amazing. I want, I want more of that. So I, um, I go to my boss and I tell him like, Hey, I want to go to the States. I want to spend two months in the States. Um, doing language school. And he's like, yeah, there's no, like no chance you can do that. And I had a similar, like what you had before. So I admit my list, <laughs> I go into his office and I'm like, Hey, um, actually I will do that. Like that's like, I have this chance. I've just like once in a lifetime chance right now to do that. And, um, and I, I think I, I really, I like this company. I want to come back to this company afterwards. I'm going to prepare everything. Um, I was at the time manager of the trainers in this, in this gym. So I said, like, I, I, I'm sure I can manage everything. Everything will be fine. And, but I was willing to go. I was like, if he says like, it's not an option, I'm, I know I'm going to do this. And yeah, he was like, 
okay but we had like there was no other like i mean he was not happy about it because he was like oh now everyone's gonna do this and he, uh, he was right like <laughs> afterwards like a lot of people wanted that it was um unpaid leave so he didn't really lose anything um and then i went to the states and i realized like hey same thing like like i i really enjoy this i really like i went was one month in san diego one month in san francisco and like was in la and uh, vegas in, in between so for me it's like kind of like in the, at the time first time in the in the states and um i realized like this this kind of like changed something in my head i came back and i was like i can't afford to live in my apartment anymore um when I'm gone so long, I don't want to pay the expensive rent. So I moved my stuff into my, um, at the time, office space, like seven square meters. I don't know what that's in foot, but tiny, like really like your your pantry might might be the same size. So I, I, I moved all my stuff there. My bed barely fitted in. And I lived there for like three years. And I was traveling so, so much, so it didn't bother me. And I rented out the other room and I realized, hey, Dude, I'm not paying any rent anymore. I live in the most expensive city in Germany without with zero rent. And I still live quite like local city center. I don't have a great place. It's not great to meet like a girl and be like, hey, you want to come to my, <laughs> stay in closet. my pantry? You want to um, come to my closet? Yeah. <laughs> stay in a closet. Um, but at the time, like the, the freedom I gained was so much more like to me, like it, it gave me so much opportunity. Like I lived... And 25, like other people lived at 50 with like a huge income. Like I always met people and they're like, oh my God, I want to have your life. You, you travel like three months in different countries this year and you still like afford to kind of like, like not live on the streets. And, and this kind of changed it. I realized, hey, this is not, I will always lose if I try to out buy or out out earn other people right like there's always another guy who will mo make more money like i there will always be another guy with a y bigger yacht like no matter how much money you make you sell your company for 300 million there's always a guy who sells it for 1 billion right like this is you you can't and if you if this triggers you if this kind of makes you upset um i think your life will be like miserable because this is like like i said you can't win that game but the other way around, I figured out, like, for me, it's like, hey, I, I don't mind to, to sleep in a smaller place. And if you go to Hong Kong, everyone lives like that. <laughs> it's like everyone lives in tiny spaces. Right. Like, I think I think what you're talking about is, like, the why, if that's the, you know, the kind of the theme of our, of our conversation is really, like, whenever you are chasing your why, you're chasing that, that thing that you've defined that you want out of life. Um, that's why you can be relentless. That's why, um, you know, you can go six years um, of grind, 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 um, because it's not, it is work, but it's not, it's your life. You're creating your life. And there's something very rewarding about that, even in the, in the sucky moments, you know, is, um, you know, the process of it. I, I was reminded yesterday, like, even if I took investment for Marknology or something else, like, I wouldn't be happy even if I achieve these things that I'm trying to accomplish with investment because it I I would let's say I jump three levels instead of like going through them mm. like on my own I would be upset that I missed those three levels 
you know, and uh, I'd feel like I got cheated out of the process, you know, and, you, and I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't even think, sorry to interrupt you, but that's the thing, you, no. you're like, where do you, that's the thing, when, when people say jumping three levels, right, I think you're, like, there is no end goal right now for you to, like, be like, oh, I'm going to sell this, you know, like, I'm going to sell the business, then, like, my, my family is involved, like, my day to day, I meet great people through it, so what, this is what I mean, like, what you're going to do Why? after what is your like yeah we we don't want to talk about like like having a i don't know podcast or something you you would just like be on your yacht and drink like this would be like you wouldn't be happy about it right so this is kind of this this situation right. where a lot of people don't think about the like where where do you want to jump right like do you know do you see where you land right this is the the kind of problem that we we're not prepared for and this is horrible like going to school level back like you don't learn about relationships You don't know, know where to land, right? What people tell you where landing is, is being 65, having a tiny house, having a car and waiting to die. Like that's basically what you're prepared for. And because everyone does it, you don't question it because you don't see that there might be another landing spot. And Right. And the, the big thing about travel, I think, is it teaches you that you, like let's say you leave for a month or two weeks or two months, um, And I did this in Africa when my dad would take me and I would be a kid with a suitcase, you know, um, and I was just as happy. I was just as happy. Um, and traveling again has, has brought that back to life for me in regards to when I'm traveling, I don't have my watches and my, you know, all my clothes and, you know, my truck and, um, I don't have my kayak even, or, you know, the things that I like have acquired, you know, um, and why am I, why am I the happiest when I'm traveling without those things? Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes it's that you live in a shitty place and you need those things to like <laughs> keep, keep you there, uh, and having fun. But, you know, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of things that everyone recommends in life and there's a reason. You know, it's like in, in the same times when you're super busy for seven days a week and you have no time to take a step back and look at your life and reevaluate it. That's when it's super important to have someone in your circle of five yeah. or your circle of whatever that's there to be like, hey, bro, you're not seeming happy. You're not you know, you, you look tired. Um, when's the last time I heard you come home excited about work or even your relationship? And yeah. I hope to always have those kinds of people around me so even if i'm you know unable to find that perspective i have someone close to me that i trust um that's aligned with me and on the same path as me and i've taken the time to share my goals and what i want out of life and they've shared theirs so that when we can see each other straying from that you know we can kind of hold them to that and um that's something that i am blessed to have you know around me I, several people who i feel like that consistently we have those kinds of conversations and um are you are we are we aligned you know are you aligned with your goals are you aligned with your why and i mean we're coming on 50 minutes so i i do want to kind of just bring home what you're doing there in panama and and give any listeners a chance to you know this life that we've just talked about for 50 minutes that you've been trying to create and what you know how online and storytelling plays a part into that um mm -hmm. just like this podcast and being a place to host people um you know but but take a couple of minutes here as we like you know um fold it up 
just what you guys are doing out there and how other people can participate and, and be a part mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, so um, like I said, I, I live on a farm and it's in the middle of Portugal. What is like for people in the States, it's a very small country in Europe. Um, it's basically west of Spain and it's beautiful. Like when I came here the first time, I was I fell in love straight away. Um, very like super kind people, um, very beautiful landscape, has a huge coast. It's very um, similar to California climate wise. Um, and so I came here with my friend that I uh, told you about earlier and that I met in Sri Lanka or like re-met in Sri Lanka. And we basically, we we're living on a farm um, surrounded by nature and we live this life. This is, this is the main thing. We live this life and we decided we want to share this life with other people because we feel like, Everyone, like a, a lot of people want that. A lot of people need that. A lot of people need the, the space. Um, a lot of people need the silence out here. And especially now with Corona, um, people were, so many people were locked up in their in apartments and so many people were in this very, very confined space that they can leave. And, and now like being here, for example, like taking, like we have 20 football fields of space right like it's it's like gigantic and and so we have retreats here we have yoga retreats photography retreats and we have a retreat series it's called healthy habits and where we share our findings the stuff that works for us um we get up with the sunrise in the morning i wake people up and funny side note i wake them up because we don't want people to have their phones so i walk around with a speaker and we play um, Circle of Life um, of Lion King. It's a very special moment. And um, no, they get up and we we watch the sunrise together. There's no sound. No one talks. Um, we then have a first movement session. It might be yoga. It might be something else like mobility-wise. There's still no talking. And you can imagine there's no, there's no cars around. There's no streets, nothing. So it's basically birds and like air wind like trees there's no other sound and this like couple of hours of silence go until we have a late brunch and even throughout eating we don't talk for the first half of the of our of our brunch and then we go into different things in the during the day we do mobility stuff or like like movement we have a chest freezer where we like have like two degree um celsius cold like freezing cold water basically um, I teach people how to juggle and um, what helped me a lot. Um, I teach apnoe um, or slackline, these kind of like small things you can take home. Um, we prepare like healthy meals here. Like mostly we, we try to grow a lot of stuff in our own garden. And um, yeah, and then like kind of like this routine every day to recover, to be away from your phone, to be away from, from like daily life stress and be in this community of like a small group um, to share stuff, to share like these stories, like the one we uh, share right now. And, and that's what we do. And that's our day to day life. We do retreats basically every other week during the year and have great people from all over the world. And that's, that's our thing. <laughs> it, it's awesome. And to anyone listening, you guys definitely have to follow Jan and his, um, 
you know, their journey I've been following. I think we, we talked a little bit before we got started. Um, we've been connected about three years. So I've seen it kind of all come together from when you guys were first located the land, you know, to, to getting the animals, um, <laughs> to the sunrises and the sunsets, you know, I've been, I've been following along and, um, you know, you never know who you're impacting. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I do love is for every hater I have on Instagram, I have 10 people that, um, you know, are appreciative of people sharing their journey and sharing, you know, mm-hmm. some of the better moments in life that maybe someone needs. Where can people find you, you know, find more information about the retreats or follow you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, can you share that? Yeah, we have like the, the site is for trees um, minus Portugal.com. Um, we have a, um, a um, Instagram page that is uh, the Portugal, the underscore Portugal underscore project. And with like kind of insights, the whole journey, you can basically go through all the pictures from the, the beginning where we left Germany and how we like didn't know anything and kind of like um, the whole, yeah, like I said, the whole struggle and journey. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's um, where you can see some stuff. You can see some stuff on my private account. It's uh, J underscore normals underscore um, world. And like the, these things are all connected and um yeah, we would love um, to have people here from from the states, from all over the world, and um, to share what we what we have to offer. I love it, and all of those links and handles will be in, um, you know, below the podcast when we go live, so anyone can find them there. I'll make sure everybody has them there. Jan, it's been awesome just talking with you. I know we've had, you know, probably a hundred short <laughs> conversations on Instagram, you know. Um, but when, when you're aligned with someone where, even if you're doing something completely different, you're out in nature, um, and I'm on the interwebs, you know, trying to, trying to create the same thing for me and mine and, and that peace and comfort. Um, I love it. I love it. And it's awesome. Um, thanks again to our sponsor, uh, fullscale.io, uh, great place to find development needs uh for anything that you need when you're trying if you're the founder trying to get more time in your business um fullscale.io is a great place to go to outsource some of that work maybe that that you're doing or your team is overloaded with so jan thanks again have a great night brother see you next time startup hustles brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button then come find us on instagram see you next time